Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on Episode 7 of Spy Family Season 2. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So last we left off, Yor was about to cause a scene with this guy here. Now, the unfortunate part is that they are still in public, you know. That's not exactly a good sort of place to have a big knockout fight. And I guess worse yet, Anya's around too. Understandably, she wants to help Yor, but, you know, mortal combat like this is no place for a child. So, you know, it's only natural that with a crowd gathering around that somebody would likely call security and, in turn, cause an even greater panic. So, you know, this is why, uh... This is why Anya's power really comes in handy. She can say just the right thing. And fortunately, it seems like one of those instances where when somebody sort of breaks the silence, everybody just kind of goes along with it. You know, it's kind of easier to believe, I guess, that these two are acrobats rather than actual assassins trying to kill each other. And, you know, the other thing I really like is that Yor just sort of assumes that Anya doesn't recognize her. And, yeah, I, I don't know if that's really plausible, because I'm pretty sure uh, Yor's worn clothing like that before in view of the public, or, like, where Anya would have seen her. But at the same time, you know, a mask isn't much of a disguise either. It's one of those things where in, like, superhero comics, you know, a mask fixes everything, but, like, realistically, how much would it really do? So it seems like, against all odds, this crowd here is actually kind of a good thing for Yor. If only because that means this guy has to kill everybody if he wants to maintain operational security. 
And that's, uh... You know, that's a far less viable strategy than, uh... One would generally want to go for. So it's nice that you're finally, uh... Got her act together. And I think uh, the music is a nice touch, really sort of uh, demonstrating to us, the audience, that this is a circus performance. You know, that was a really rather elegant way of finishing things. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe Anya's learned the wrong lesson that, you know, maybe. Maybe I should listen to your a little more, you know, otherwise she might kill me. Oh dear. So, you know, it's probably for the best that Ani just sort of keeps the whole thing under wraps, because uh, I'd imagine a cruise ship worker would know that there was no performance. You know, maybe they wouldn't spread that around and raise that up the chain of command, but probably better not to risk it. Oh dear. So Twilight, Lloyd, he's trying his best, but the poor guy is trying a little too hard, unfortunately. You know, I think this is one of those things where uh, book learning really won't help you at all. You know, you can read all the parenting books you want, but... Uh, they really won't help you all that much, as Lloyd is learning the hard way. Granted, you know, most of the situation he's in is the result of, uh... Anya basically trying to distract him. So we already sort of know that this guy is up to no good. But, uh... Okay... So he's clearly, uh, he clearly knows his perfume, I guess. You know, supposedly the idea here is that he can identify his targets based on perfume. Which, you know, it's not uh, entirely implausible, but, you know, on a cruise ship with however many hundreds of people packed into it, like, that's, uh, it's gotta be kind of difficult, I would imagine. So if things weren't tense enough before, you know, there's a very clear timeline that everybody's working on. The defection's going to occur soon, and if they want to prevent that, then uh, they're really going to have to find him and do the deed, which, you know, knowing that yours involved, it's not going to be easy for anyone. So it seems like, uh, it's not exactly clear what those guys are doing, whether or not they're, uh, assassins in their own right, but, uh, it seems like there's a whole bunch of people after this poor couple, and I guess the saving grace is that they're all sort of working at cross-purposes. Now... 
I can uh, really relate with Anya here. You know, I'm not somebody who stays up late or anything like that, but, uh... You know, I remember those days, wanting to stay up late and do stuff, but being too small and too tired to do anything. It's rather unfortunate, because only Anya's got, like, a true grasp of what's going on here. And, I guess, the, uh, the ability to perceive what's going on and sort of subtly help. So this poor guy, you know, uh, I don't think he quite realizes exactly what he had gotten into. I mean, like, complaining about assassins just sort of shooting at them. Kind of par for the course, I would imagine. Yeah, so there's trouble in paradise, unfortunately. But, uh, I guess that's just kind of how it goes. Although, you know, this guy, despite being kind of cowardly, I guess, uh... He does have a reasonable motivation, you know, I can sort of, uh... Read between the lines. And, uh, this is... This is something of a common theme. You know, people growing up in the post-war. You know, we don't exactly have the details on what the war was, but we do know that things got leveled pretty badly and there's lots of suffering and misery going around. And... I guess a lot of people had uh, formative experiences in those days. I mean, this guy here, you know, he remembers a loaf of bread distinctly. And, you know, given what the post-war was depicted as being, you know, that's kind of understandable. I mean, lest we forget, Lloyd's doing what he's doing because of similar experiences. Granted, we haven't expanded on them too much, but we do know that he was... probably about the same age as this guy was depicted in the post-war. So I guess it's nice they have a, a bit of a reprieve, you know. No more assassins right now. So, you know, fortunately they're not taking too much for granted. You know, yours on guard duty. But that said, you know, I don't think they quite realize how tenuous a position they're in. I mean... Good on that guy, at least. He's going around to hunt assassins. You know, that'll make things easier. Especially if you can get the drop on some unsuspecting assassins, take them out of the running. Alright, so that's an interesting little bit of information that the war is only, uh... Ten years in the past. So that, uh... That sort of indicates to me that Twilight, uh, he's not that old, really. He's like... He's gotta be like mid-twenties or something, because I can't imagine in the flashback 
when he was wandering through like the bombed out husk of his hometown. He couldn't have been more than like 12 or something like that. Weird to think that uh, he's younger than me, supposedly. I mean, assuming the war was exactly 10 years ago. Yeah, you know, yours making a good point. You should rest up, but at the same time, in that position, I don't think I could possibly relax and get any meaningful rest if I understood that my life was a threat. And furthermore, you know, I don't think I could manage in yours position either, you know, staying up, standing guard. I feel like I'd get drowsy after a while. I mean, to her credit, she has a sort of, I guess, zen-like composure. Which, you know, I guess if you understand meditation and things like that, that might be... helpful. Yeah, you know, this strikes me as uh, not a good sign necessarily, that yours mind's kind of wandering. Sure, she's thinking about Lloyd and Anya, and we all know she's very fond of them. But at the same time, you know, you have to keep your mind on the job. You know, I think that yours probably being a little too hard on herself. She doesn't know it, and I guess she doesn't really have any proof to the contrary, but I don't think... Uh, the whole Forger family would go up in smoke if she were wounded and her cover were blown. You know, I think if nothing else... I mean, obviously Anya would accept her forthright, but... Lloyd, if nothing else, I think you'd be tactful enough... Not to blow things up. So, uh, this is, uh, the real story, I think, you know... Following Frankie around as he dog sits. The poor guy. I mean, the ironclad rule of Frankie is that he never wins in the end, so, you know, although he is spending time with this woman in the park as he walks the dog, like, this isn't gonna last, the poor guy. It's only a matter of time before he blows it. So I'm thinking this is going to be interesting, you know. What is Twilight going to be musing on here? I mean, surely he's not uh, suspecting something of the subterfuge going on. You know, as it turns out, he's not worried about potential assassination or anything like that. In fact, he's suffering with child-rearing and... All the troubles that come along with that. You know, that's kind of an interesting point. That uh, the fear of the unknown is sort of the root cause of the fear of everything else. And I guess, right now, there are a few things that are more unknown than the inner workings of Anya's mind. Especially to Lloyd. Like, uh, I mean, the poor guy so far, he hasn't really been able to catch a break. 
You know, he might be uh, being a little self-aggrandizing here with the comparisons he's drawing. I mean, I understand that getting Anya into uh, the Imperial Scholarship, that's a matter of national security and all that. But, like, cracking the code of Anya and all that, that's not, uh... You know, that's not rocket science. So it's interesting that the director's sort of given those two guys the day off. You know, I don't think they're assassins. I think, if anything, they're probably being uh, cut loose to serve as bait, essentially. You know, the assassins know that uh, they're likely involved, but uh, if they're not actually around the family, then uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. So Anya's uh, thinking in terms of three-dimensional chess here. You know, she needs to help Yor, but at the same time, she can't really bring Lloyd into the fold lest she revealed all sorts of secrets. So naturally, the only solution is to give him the slip. And, uh... I think this is one of those exercises in how uh, children think compared to how adults think. You know... Anya thinks that uh, adults love golf, therefore he'll become engrossed in the sport, and she can sneak off. But, you know, as it turns out, he's too good at golfing for that to be an issue. And you know what? Golf is, uh... It's something alright, you know. It's definitely frustrating if you're trying to putt and you keep screwing up. You know, there's that stereotype about people hurling their golf clubs for a reason. So, Lloyd is thinking that, you know, maybe golf could be a good experience, but at the same time, Anya has completely screwed up her own plan. You know, she was too engrossed in golf herself. You know, I think the root of the problem here is that Anya is basically picking activities that she also enjoys. You know, Lloyd likes reading and gathering information, so he might, you know, get lost in a book. But uh, it turns out she likes reading comics, too. And, you know, that's something else, too, like puzzles. You know, I'd imagine puzzles are very difficult for a kid, but not to the same degree as they are to an adult. So there's an interesting dichotomy going on, basically. Anya's had a great day, by any objective measure, but she hasn't been able to achieve her true goal of helping Yor. And Lloyd, the poor guy, like, he doesn't know what's going on. I guess Anya, to her credit, seeing as how she can read minds, you know, she now knows that this is actually an issue. 
And, you know, she can actually say the right thing. You know, I am having fun. And I think that is a nice touch, you know, that she misses your, because that's... It's undoubtedly true, but it's also sort of, uh, I guess, hinting at the truth of the matter that she does want to help your. So, you know, it does seem like uh, a nice, innocent interaction. You know, oh, do you know where Mama is? And it turns out Lloyd doesn't, because, you know, she's busy doing stuff. But... I guess at the same time, I don't think she'd exactly have time to stop and pick up a message. So now things are getting really serious. All sorts of people are going out onto the deck. There's going to be fireworks, too, which, uh... You know, might provide a little bit of a handy cover for some would-be assassins. Alright, so it's go time. You know, the rendezvous ship is here, meaning if they can offload these people, then everything's good. But at the same time, you know, all the assassins, they're getting ready to make their move, because, you know... This is their last opportunity. And unfortunately, everybody's still sort of uh, keeping tabs on everybody else. So I guess the assassins are uh, thinking logically about this. You know, there's some sort of signal... They don't know what it is, they don't know what it means, so they're, you know, preparing to intercept and do everything necessary to achieve their goal. Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one.
See you, Space Cowboy.